What's up, dancers and dance lovers? This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. I'm Taylor Bradley. And I'm Alex Yankovic. We host an open conversation about the dance entertainment industry, striving to educate and inspire. Brought to you by Inside Dance Magazine. Find us on social media at Inside Dance Podcast. Or write to us at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Let's Let's take take it from from the the top. top. Welcome back. It's 2022. I feel like we are ready for our 2022 radio show. Oh my God. How many times can you say two in one intro? I I know. Taylor, how are you? I'm so good. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh intro. Get into that. I know. I love Um, it. If it's your first time joining us, um, welcome. It's so nice to meet you. Happy new year to you and everyone. Rookies, veterans, we're thrilled to have you with us um, to start another chapter of Inside Dance Podcast. It's hard to believe that We've been rocking and rolling here for well over a year, but um, I'm so excited for what we have in store. There's some really big things coming that um, we're still kind of fine tuning, but I can't wait to share with all of you. But yeah, let's see. How am I doing? I'm good. Um, New Year's was good. Uh, Just busy here in Vegas. You know, it's always every resort, every casino does some sort of big elaborate production or has special guests in yada, 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 fireworks, kickball change. So yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough to be dancing over at resorts world um, to ring in the new year, which was just so much fun. And yeah, always Wait, just, did you get to see Katy Perry? No, I wish um, she was right around the corner at us. And there was, uh, I guess there was an after party. I don't know. I wasn't invited to be a part of that. They I'm were like, excited just, to see it. Yeah. They were like, just stand there and hand out blinky stuff, which also real talk cracks me up that we're working these like high roller million dollar. You spend so much money at the resort that we're going to invite you for this big event. And so like my, my, like myself, other atmosphere people, we walk around and hand out this like 15 cent party city light up hat and people it's like piranhas they're like give me that i want four more and i'm like sir you probably own one of the towers here but yeah (laughs) sure have some more like light up fedoras why not (laughs) y'all everybody needs more light up fedoras in it's like free things (laughs) if it's free you want it and it's just i don't know that makes me laugh i am so not like that really yeah i i am okay marie kondo jeez no i was just about to say i in the past probably three or four years I've been very I've been trying to be very minimalist and actually reminds me there's a Netflix documentary about um being minimal and these guys travel around they only have 50 items my only thing is is I'm sorry no matter how low-key you are a woman can never just have 50 things because like I'm like going on my true because I've been a woman before but I'm just agreeing with you (laughs) no but so my standing on my soapbox a lot of women have to dress a certain way to like in order to like have people take them seriously in life like we're not which is unfair let's get into that but another day and I think that's for both both people, but yeah, I, no, but but I feel there's like, definitely unrealistic and un unfair standards for yeah, society. Yeah, I have 50 and, items. Like I need to dress a certain way for certain things. Anyway, um, but I love having not that many things around, and I think having like so many Kappa Alpha Theta T-shirts hanging mm-hmm. out in my closet and just so much like extra stuff. I'm like, I don't want this. I like want to either pass it down to someone or I'll cut up the T-shirts, use it as a rag. <laughs> No, Sorry, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's true. I feel like no. I like having a lot of like stuff around that I don't, that's not sentimental to me. But if it was like an event that I loved, you know, I love that free stuff could be great. But let's get real. Stuff. Like how many, like talking about event t-shirts or something it's like cool we like went to this one softball tournament in 2015 like i i just just decided i hate 
clutter. I hate things. I hate tchotchkes. I hate, and I think it comes with being a little bit older and like having your own space and like, whether you're a homeowner or, you know, you get your first apartment for the first time, it's like, you don't want it to feel bare. You want it to feel like yours. But then I'm also like, when people go on vacation, they're like, I brought you this. I'm like, you, you really didn't have to, please. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep like, it around for about six months and throw it out without telling uh, yeah. you that. I know. I'm like a letter writer. I'm like, I don't need to get people like, I, I don't need gifts. Like I love like a nice card. I'm like, yes, this is great. I feel like everything, the more minimal, I feel less stressed. Our lives are already stressful. But narnar keep every all our schedules together and I feel like I don't need to have 70,000 pillows on my bed anymore <laughs> yeah no well and I think that's a good metaphor for like not even physical things but like your relationships with yes. both people and that's kind of something that I'm uh realizing I think a lot of dancers maybe struggle with this I know we've talked talked about this in the past about wanting to be there for everything. And yes, I'll do that job. And yes, I'll take that class. And the more that I take, the better that I am. And I'm a serious, real dancer. And it's like, you don't necessarily need that. And you don't need to book every job. And I, I, I still think you should go to every audition if you're a new dancer, but not in the sense that it's defining your happiness and who you are. Um, And yeah, kind of being selective and minimalist with, what really brings you joy, um, whether that's a certain style of dance, whether that's a certain Gosh. teacher or choreographer, and then like honing in on that. And that's okay. You know, it's Marie Kondo of your dance life. Mm-hmm. Like literally like finding, cause Marie Kondo always says like, hold something. If it doesn't bring you joy, then get rid of it. That's like her saying. So I feel like we could have that in the dance industry. I feel like I have that too, especially, um, with my time at Cirque and everything I've done since then, I'm like, okay, if it doesn't bring me joy, then I don't need it. Like, I don't yeah. need to like, like iron fist about it. No, I, I to need to be the brand ambassador at the mall at 6 a.m. No, yeah, you don't. Exactly. It's okay. It's like, Unless it's, if you, if, okay. if it's your first gig, get in there. You, you ambassador totally. so different. that brand. Real talk. So what different. style of dance would Marie Kondo be if, if she were a style? I feel like she would be a like a uh, contemporary I can't, I feel like uh, Keon and Mari. I feel like that would be her style. Like I, I can like picture her <laughs> doing that. Wait, do you mean like Marie Kondo herself? Yeah, like if she were like, I, I'm thinking I'm. She'd be very clean lines. Yeah, like clean so lines, clean. Minimal, but still like stylistic. Yeah. Which I think describes Keon and Mari. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. This um, is such a great. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this is this is conversation. If, if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't tuned us out yet, I yeah. promise there's, there's a, they're like this is not bringing me joy. Bye. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but also, let's tell them about our our interview style for this week, which was really cool. Yeah, it was a first. It was a first for us. So. Um, Alex and I, as we said in the previous episodes, uh, we had the opportunity to teach our first collab class, which was so much fun. And um, we worked with uh, Jessica Starr and Matthew Fada on their project, The Muse Effect, um, which is kind of a transition for young pre-professional dancers into that professional world. Really amazing stuff. They had a few days here in Las Vegas, hosted by Millennium Dance Complex, and um, they were able to see Derek Huff's show. It was just a really great experience and a really, really awesome energy um, in the studio with a bunch of very like hungry, like I want it dancers. And so, uh, Jessica and Matthew were kind enough to offer us a time slot for a little question and answer, which Alex and I were like, weird. That's what we do every week. So we were thrilled to hop at that opportunity. 
Um, and so what you're going to hear in just a little bit is that question and answer session with those dancers. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of like same, same, but different. Like Alex and I kind of, we've, we've gotten in our own groove of like perfecting our, um, podcast method. You know, the, the, the magic of (laughs) post-production editing, um, is good and dandy, even though honestly, we don't really edit that much. No, Um, it was kind of fun to just be in person and, um, you know, the, the, it, it's like the Spotify stripped down sessions. That was exactly. our, <laughs> no, and we honestly, uh, listening back to it and it also was a video, uh, assisted with it. So it's I, a 40 experience. Yeah, yeah there's, was, it's true. We had some funny stories and, um, we'll post this as like our episode preview for this, but we talked about, I think when we were still seniors in college and we were auditioning for gigs and like, I spoke particularly about how I, <laughs> thought I was going to book this job. And I was like, so sure of myself and listening back to it. It's so funny. And I think it's really good for us to like reflect back on times where we're like, you know, didn't know anything and yeah. really meaning myself. <laughs> but, 18, you know, everything 19, you know, nothing or something like that. One of those yeah, things, but it's, you but, guys are going to enjoy it so much. It's really, um, I want to say like we had our guards kind of down, which was yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So Um, Stick around, guys. Once more, Happy New Year from Alex and I. Everyone at the Inside Dance team, we're super excited for you to sink your teeth into this Q&A session. Um, And be sure to tune in next week for a little bit more of our regularly scheduled programming. We have some phenomenal rock star VIP guests coming up. So be sure to check back. Be sure to follow us on all the socials so that you never miss an episode. And with that, let's get into this. amazing cool um well feel free to kick it off guys we're here so a little backstory uh as i mentioned earlier alex and i started our podcast um kind of over the pandemic as like a passion project because we were in your shoes um not so long ago and i i remember just like not knowing i was like you know competition studio and I knew I wanted to be a dancer but like how do I get there college is it for me is it not to move to LA what's the roadmap I don't quite understand and so then um I uh Alex and I were talking about finding a way to give back to you guys because you know not everybody has the resources to go to school to go to a dance program to go to intensives to uh, uh work with agencies to do things that you learn all these little like tips and tricks what should your headshots look like how should you cut your resume where should you things like that um and so the, the basis for us starting this was basically to start an informative conversation for you guys so you can like pass go and collect $200 and know what you're doing mm-hmm. at 18, what we had to figure out on our own at the time we were 25, yeah. Um, so that being said, feel free to ask anything. There is no wrong question. There's no stupid question. Um, and yeah we'll, yeah, we'll give the best of our of our knowledge. Yeah, and I also was going to say too, you know, if some people do have the chance to go to college, sometimes it you're the college can't necessarily like serve everyone they do their best to but no matter how great of a program it is no matter how amazing it is it really is you as the dancer who can really uh fulfill whatever your dreams are and they're there to help you but they also can't tell you absolutely everything that you need to know and the the best resource for that is conversing with everybody else and people who have come 
before you and, and other people who can be your mentors, that's also something to add to it if you do have the chance to go to school. It's like education is important no matter where you're getting it, but you can't get everything you absolutely need from, from them, as, as helpful as it is. And We're still making it up as we go. Yeah, and that's, know, there's so. nothing wrong with that. So, I saw a hand. Yes. Yeah, um, what path did you guys start out on after high school, and how did that yeah. Totally. Yeah. So the question was, uh, what path did we start out on? And um, yeah, I was a competition kid, like teen, Mr. Star Power, runner-up, whatever. Um, and yeah, I knew um, I knew I wanted to dance. I started out. Uh, I, I feel like we were kind of at like the peak of contemporary when it became more like cool and commercialized. So you think you can dance all that? And so I was very into contemporary. Um, I wasn't sure how I wanted to get there, but I knew I wanted to dance. I ended up, uh, my parents were like, you should go to school. I was like, okay, I don't want to, I want to go to LA. That's where all the real dancers are, right? They're like, go audition for a few programs. I went to one audition at the University of Arizona and was like, okay, I like it, you're right. And so I ended up going there. Um, and school was a good fit for me. It's not a good fit for everyone, and that's perfectly fine. But for me, it helped me find my voice and grow up because teen Mr. Runner-Up Star Power Contemporary Solo was cool when I was 18, but going to, because that, that was all I had at my studio and my resources, mm -hmm. but going to a program that had really strong ballet technique, that had Horton, that had um, all these different choreographers they would bring in, works by like Larry Kegwin, uh, uh, and Rankin, Bob Fosse, yeah, and yeah. Um, it basically, it just widened the options of dance that I could explore and be like, I like this, I don't like this, and um, I ended up, it was our, our freshman year, we worked with um, Ann Ranking and Gary Christ, uh, who Ann Ranking was one of Bob Fosse's wives, who, um, amazing dancer, but they set um, uh, original choreography from Chicago on us, and that was when the light switched for me. I was like, oh, I want to I wanna dance, but I want to entertain. I enjoy making people smile, putting on a show, the razzle-dazzle, right? Like, that's me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Up until then, I was like, I have to have, like, gaga technique and, like, goldfish in my belly and all that. And, like, <laughs> fierce. If, that, if you love that, great. But what really resonated with me was making people smile and entertain. So, naturally, where do I end up? The entertainment capital of the country, Las Vegas, yeah? Um, and that's what worked for me. I still have an appreciation for all styles of dance. I love... Um, uh, the breadth of things I was exposed to, but what really gelled with me was entertainment, and that's that's what brought me here. Mm -hmm. And I come from drill team background as well as uh, yes, we love dancing. Rosary. Honestly, learned so many skills about like picking up choreography and like details. Like I, I felt like I was so lucky to have that um, while I was in high school, but I also was a competition kid. So when I and I. I auditioned for a bunch of different colleges, and at U of A, the audition process wasn't like a full day. It was like a 45-minute thing, because honestly, I don't think I would have gotten in if it had been like a whole day thing, because yeah. it was like, oh, quick ballet combo, quick modern combo, quick jazz combo, whereas if I was in a ballet class, I would have been <laughs> cut like right away. Um, but... Uh, and I just instantly fell in love with U of A, and I loved that they valued jazz just as much as ballet and modern because I was coming from like mainly a jazz background. And a lot of times it can be overwhelming when you go to a school and they're like, we only do modern, we only do ballet, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you have this like passion for lights, camera, action, it's like you feel like you have to change what you love. And so they're really great about, you know, making sure everybody feels really uh, educated in all styles. Uh, 
And yeah, and I felt like in college, I just enjoyed learning from all the different choreographers and I got a lot better at ballet. I had like a rude awakening right at the beginning and my teacher was like, you are not, you are not ready for any like upper levels. Like you need to go back to basics. And that was like one of the best things like anyone could have ever told me. And so I really re-immersed myself in that. So from high school to college, it was pretty pretty smooth. And then um, I had auditioned for Cirque our senior year, January of senior year. And in July, I had moved to LA. And the day I moved into my apartment, I was like building this shelf in my bathroom. Cirque called me and told me they were considering me for the job. But that doesn't mean that you've got, got it. And then like four days later, they're like, you have to be here in a couple of days. So everything, it was really chaotic but that's just kind of how it is in the dance world you can never really plan things you just have to be open and excited and what helps with being open and excited is knowing what you love like Taylor said he knew he wanted to entertain that's what he loved to do so if you have that clear image of what you love it doesn't need to be your clear path but what you love then making those decisions will be a little bit easier and then um, I performed at love from 2015 till 2020 of um, February but yeah my, I feel like I had a very Linear and not linear path from like high school to college, but um, I also just was not right. I wouldn't have made it being 18 by myself. I had like a lot of growing up to do, and I feel like your guys' generation is a little bit like more mature. I feel like you grow have grown up a lot faster. I just really needed those formative years to make mistakes. I think it's really important to allow yourself to make mistakes when you're like in that 18 to 20 age gap and meet incredible people who I my college friends. You know I. I that time of my life, those people will be my friends forever. So I feel like for me, that was important. But for other people, it may be totally different. But I was aware of my naivete. There was no way I was going to be 18 on my own, <laughs> like doing well. I think our advice uh, would be to find structure in some way, whether yeah. that be a college program, whether that be uh, a, a, a dance program. I know the, the EDGE scholarship program is, is no longer there, but like something like that Broadway yeah. Dance Center where uh, it holds you accountable for, for taking class. Because it's, it's fun being 18 and moving to a new city, uh, but it's also the, the discipline and sticking to a routine is really important. Mm -hmm. And I know we both grew from that. Yeah. So thank you. Good question. Who's next? Uh, how many people do you guys work with that aren't dance majors? Do you? Oh. Hundreds, hundreds. More. So what would you say the advantages and disadvantages of that would be? Like pursuing an education outside of dance and then still pursuing your dance career versus mm -hmm. just majoring in dance. Yeah, so asking, you know, the disadvantages and advantages of, of getting a, a BFA or dance degree of any kind is I think an advantage is that you have that time to really reimmerse yourself and realign with, okay, do I really want to do this? So I would say that's an advantage. I'm also going to come at it from the perspective of there will always be a job waiting for you. And even in this like COVID world with things being limited, there will still be something for you. And I think in terms of longevity with a dance major, a lot of times you can learn a lot about with most programs, biomechanics and injury prevention and how to take care of your body and biologically all those things that are really important and you can have a little bit longer of a career but for some people I know people who never got their dance degree and are in their 40s still dancing and that you can always you know learn those things online but I don't think it is a I don't think you're missing out on jobs heavily if you're in school while something else is going on but that's just my opinion I, I'm curious to hear what you think yeah I think uh 
in all honesty, have I ever gone to an audition if they've been like, what's your degree in? Never. Yeah. I've exactly. never used my BFA in a diploma standpoint. However, what I've used is the connections I made in college, the training, mm -hmm. the, uh, like I said, doing things other than a competition studio, expanding, you know, being thrown into uh, balancing ballet pieces and, and learning things that were outside of my repertoire, what I felt comfortable with, those are the advantages. So um, I will say, like at Cirque, they ask you, uh, and this isn't, I wouldn't say common, but some companies, uh, like we get paid a little bit more because we have a college degree versus people that just went straight there. Yeah, and they ask yeah. for your resume and they say, how many shows have you been in, whatever, uh, et cetera. And so that's what determines your show rate. And everyone's rate is different. So in that sense, that's the one time that I've been like, Diploma, you yeah. know. Um, but uh, with teaching too, I think. Oh yeah. A lot of times, so let's credibility. Say, let's say you don't want to teach a drop-in cl adult class because let's say you're going to teach at, in a uh, conservatory type situation. If you love to teach, if you have that passion, it's a lot easier, and your credibility is a little bit stronger if you're able to kind of have that degree. However, you also can bring your other past experiences. Like you may have been teaching when you were younger, and so you can say, "I've done X, Y, and Z." So it, it, it just really depends on the job. For me, it has been easier saying, oh, I have this BFA, and people can be like, okay, and then they can ask me more questions related to that and get to know me a little bit better, but uh, it's connections, too. Connections it's so hard to... And people, too, like, if you want to pursue concert dance, like Odyssey Dance Theater in Salt Lake City, an amazing company, they know U of A. Like, yeah. like they're like, oh, you went to Arizona? And so kind of the reputation, they know if it's a certain standard of a dancer they're going to expect because they know the training and the discipline. Oh, you went to Point Park? Oh, you went to X, Y, and Z versus your Judy from, you know, small town Alabama. Like, you could, Judy could be a, amazing dance the house down boots, mm -hmm. kickball change, but she doesn't have that association of uh, familiarity with a program that a lot of these people, like U of A has a big connection to uh, Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I'm sure I'll run into it soon, but I have yet to run into a situation where I'm like uh, feeling like I'm too old for the room. I don't, like, I'm not like, oh my God, I have 18 year olds in the room, like wanting this job too. I haven't felt that, that feeling yet. And I think that time comes for every dancer, but I, yeah, if that makes, if that relates back yeah. to the question at all, I feel like when you're young, you're like, I want to go, I want to do everything. And then like you get to this point and you're like, when you're 21, you're like, oh, I still want to like live my life and, and still dance and pursue all of these things. So you always have, you, you normally always have, have time. To answer what you're saying too, the jobs are going to be there. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're 18, you're hungry, you want it all right now. Those jobs are going to be there when you're 21. You know, and so if your question is whether do I take this time to invest in my training, a degree, a program, or do I go out there and start auditioning, I guarantee you the jobs are still going to be there yeah. when you get there. And it's hard. It's hard to make that decision, but really it's a long-term investment um, that will be beneficial down yeah. the road in, in, in whatever way it, it may be. But don't think just because you're not moving to whatever big city, you're not in Britney's audition at 18, that's okay. Because guess mm -hmm. what? 18, you're a fetus. I hate to say yeah. it. You feel like you're like larger than charge. But we, I, my very first show, my dance captain was 41, you know, which is great. Right. So you have time. There's no rush. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's a huge advantage totally. is just using, using those years to grow up, to learn, and to just be a sponge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
What's up? Um, what made you guys like choose Cirque? Did you have an agent that was doing that, or was it connections from school, or was it something that you always wanted to do? Like, how did it lead you to that? It's a great question. Yeah. So the question was, uh, how did we choose uh, to audition and work for Cirque du Soleil? Um, I mean, it's a it's a common name. Like people, it's it's a well known company that has a incredible reputation for a standard of work that they do and also taking care of their dancers and employees. So um, we, like Alex said, we both auditioned in 2015. Um, they, things are a little bit different now. They've come through a little bit of a transition and then that whole like pandemic thing kind of threw a wrench and everything. <laughs> um, but it used to be that they would do a yearly cattle call audition and like 800 dancers would show up. It's like a three day long process. Um, <laughs> at, yeah, three long days. Um, and they would whittle it down to maybe like 20, 25 people. Um, at that point, you would be put into like a database. You're exhausted. You're like, I've made it to the end of the dish. And they're like, great, hurry up and wait. Um, yeah. And you get put into this database where you end up just waiting um, until a spot comes available. And that is a huge thing about the dance world. And it's completely out of your control is timing. You never know what audition is around the corner. You never know when somebody's going to need another five, four blonde girl or, you know, uh, and, and there's no way you can predict that, but you just have to be ready and willing to go to every opportunity. So I guess backtracking, why did I choose Cirque? I chose everything. I yeah. literally auditioned every, it wasn't like, I'm going to go there. I was like, someone give me a job. Yeah. So I was auditioning in Vegas, in New York, in, uh, in Chicago, in LA. Because um, I knew I had this timeline of when I was going to be out of college, and I was like, I don't want to serve. I don't want to wait tables. Fierce if you do. But like for me, I was like, I want to dance. And so I just auditioned everywhere, and I ended up uh, booking a job here in Vegas before I was with Cirque. Um, we, had a we had a couple U of A graduates who had also uh, auditioned for Cirque and were working for them. So it was kind of in talks and there was 15 of us in our senior class that all went on this audition together so it was just a very like oh let's go it'll be fun um so many things about this so my senior year i was lost and like as much as college prepares you it can prepare you i was lost i didn't know if i wanted to be in a contemporary company i i, I feel like i had my pull to jazz and performance but i was lost Went to the Cirque audition just to make sure I checked that off the list. And we actually went and auditioned for Muni, which is in um, St. Louis. So I thought I was going to do summer stock. I think I auditioned for Jacob's Pillow. I was waitlisted at Jacob's Pillow. And then Muni, I literally thought, Taylor and I booked this job. Yeah, musical I was like, theater. Yeah, like musical theater. You have to sing, dance. And everybody there was, you know, incredible singers. And, and we're pretty good. But, the, like, the... <laughs> The uh, dance section, we just freaking nailed, freak nailed it. So I'm like, oh. It was like hairspray and like. Was, yeah, it was like hairspray in Oklahoma. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, we are booking this job. Like, we like go out to dinner after like the two, three day audition. I'm like, we booked like so cocky. <laughs> we got I, this. I, no, I remember like we were like eating, eating like a big, big burger. We're like, I wonder when we're going to get the call. <sighs> So yeah, that call never came. They didn't want. Yeah. Who, who, who knows? We were too tall. We were too short. We were too good of dancers. We outdanced other people. We couldn't sing. You'll never. You'll know. never know. And I remember being. I thought it was like that will be my summer. And so I remember, but things worked out because then, you know, things worked out with Cirque. And the the tricky part is I actually look exactly like the girl I replaced at Cirque. So a lot of times it depends on if you fit their height, if you fit their costume size. They're not going to make control. you. A, brand new mm -hmm. costume, they just, they, uh, they will care more about your look um, first because it does take about six months to feel like you're a part of the show. Like the first six months, you're like, 
you're so wide-eyed and like there's so much going on concerning safety and everything that's just a lot to digest so as long as you look the part they're like cool we can like get your body and DNA into the show um a bit later but it just kind of was one of those things I auditioned for and that is that my favorite part about the dance world is that sometimes you just need someone to, t to put you where you belong. A lot of times, like if you're open to it, you're on that path of like, okay, I like entertainment. And it sometimes just takes you being open for someone to be like, you'll be great for this. And I felt like, you know, I was really fit in at love uh, at that time, which was really nice. And that continues on. Like, you'll be like, who am I? Am I an edgy dancer? Am I a contemporary dancer? Am I um, quirky? Daily. And yeah. so it's really, it's, kind of a blessing if you just show up for yourself and someone says no you're this like we like you as this it's really nice to kind of find that if you're open to it sometimes it can be frustrating you're like I'm but I'm like this it's like just be cool be present and like let people sometimes people will place you where you belong if you're lucky people will place you but they need to see you so just exactly. go go to everything go to every audition if you uh, even if you think that you're, there's no way in hell that you're going to book it, go. Because they might be like, you're terrible for this job, but I have a friend that's looking for someone, you know? And so the more people that you can get in front of, and guess what? It, if, if you don't book the audition and it's a terrible fit, it was a free class. And you totally. practiced getting in, you practiced everything we just practiced in here, getting in front of a mirror, finding your seasoning, all of that. You so. practiced your makeup and what you're going to wear, and you can wear something to an audition and be like, I'm never wearing that again. True. That's a blessing. It's yeah. so, like, you can't be perfect all the time. So go to those ones that you think are not, you know, something you would love. It's like a test run and a free class. That was the longest question you Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Thank you. No, Wait, longest answer to your short question. I can't even speak straight today. Hi. <laughs> Totally. Um, so I, I do not have an agent. I, Vegas is kind of a funny city in that it's, uh, you don't need an agent. It's all very uh, word of mouth. People post, like there's a website called Vegas Auditions that posts pretty much everything from uh, major show auditions to little gigs to um, atmosphere, um, work, things like that. Um, I know LA is, uh, LA and New York tend to be more of uh, agency based and I'll let Alex kind of speak to that. But the resources are out there. It's, yeah. it's up to you. You can go, you get a subscription to backstage.com, totally. Playbill, Broadway World. Um, and I remember I was in your shoes. I was uh, a senior in college and I went to New York uh, for a week because they have to do for their equity contracts. They, they're required to do auditions every January. Even if they don't need anyone, they're required to. And I went and just literally went down the line. I was like, great, Cinderella. Cool. Book of Mormon. Great. Going to this. And just like, crashed and burned, had no idea what I was doing, but I went and I learned so much from that, like you were just saying, going and just putting yourself out there. Uh, but it started with me at my computer, okay, where are these auditions, how do I get there? Looking to my peers, the people that were above totally. me, people that were in shows, hey, how, did, how does this work? Because totally. um, there is no, I always compare the dance world to the business world. Business world, it's like, go to school, internship, externship, get a degree, start here. You know, it's very linear. The dance world is like shoots and ladders. There's no real yeah. rhyme or reason, but it's up to you to be smart, to put yourself out there. Um, and to do the research the best that you can. If you don't know the answer, find someone. It, hey, you're friends with an agency. Hey, do you like your agent? How did you get there? How was that process? And learning from one another, speaking you, of agencies. You all are so lucky to have Instagram because if you're following those companies that you're kind of eyeing, you really love their work, they will post when they have auditions. So follow all of those people. And another thing is, especially like you guys can message Taylor or I at any point. Oh, cool. And most people are gonna be, are gonna be receptive and cool to you. If you I say, hey, I have a question. Like people are happy to share 
share that info. If like you ask your question directly, it's it's great. So a lot of it is word of mouth, posting on Instagram, and and also doing your own research. Um, I have an agent in LA, and I will say in LA, you pretty much have to have one. New York, you don't. I know a lot of contemporary dancers. It depends on what you're doing. If you're if you're doing more contemporary work and even sometimes Broadway work, you don't necessarily need to have one. But if you're doing more commercial work, um, like SNL, Jimmy Fallon, late night show type of things, yes, your agent will definitely help you uh, directly book those and help you get your pricing and all that stuff together. And um, having an agent in LA is a must. Uh, and with that, you just have to kind of reach out to them. I don't think they're doing a lot of open call type of things now, but they are taking emails. So if you put together a good submission, and if you ever want to run it by me and be like, hey, am I saying this correctly? A lot of times if you're submitting to an agency, you have to say, state a lot of things that you've done already. It doesn't need to be big jobs. Just like, what have you been working on? Like, what have you been putting forward um, in your training and into the world? And um, the agencies really help you uh, with getting like better rates on certain gigs and also you know speaking up for you when you may be right for the job. How much it comes down to your reputation and being a good person. Totally. Like, I, there was this weird counterculture I know growing up um, in like convention world where it's like it's cool to be the bitch or it's cool to be the whatever you know like oh like I'm 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 too hot. No, it's that not. person does not get hired. Nobody likes that person. Everyone's over. We're over that. Like yeah, I don't like, want. That was so 2004. Yeah. Like it, it's it's cool to be nice and like smile and greet people. And yeah. So, and that's yeah. what gets you booked because it's it's. Who do I want to work with? Not who's the best. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter who's the best. You're never going to be the best. You're never going to be the worst. But you're going to be you. And so put the best you forward, and that is 95% of you booking the job. Not can you do 15 pirouettes and put your leg behind your ear. Yeah. It's can you show up? Can you be on time? Can you be respectful? Can you be courteous? Do you bring good energy to the room? Yeah. Because people want to work with that. They don't want to work with divas. Yeah. Wow. Good question. <laughs> Anyone else? I think we got time for like one more. We're five minutes over. I made that up. But I'm cool staying if, if yeah, you want another minute. Um, anything else? Burning questions? Seriously, you guys can uh, message us whenever. Yeah. I, I feel like I always try to answer if anyone has a question because it's, it's a void. Yeah. It's scary. Like, no matter how much you know, there's still so much to know, and it's just better to, like, ask people. And yeah. Shameless plug. Going back to our podcast, we have, like, 57 episodes right now of people everyone, yeah. basically all of our friends, that we were like, what do you wish that you knew when you were 18? And we have people that did concert dance. We have uh, the former uh, head of casting for Cirque, Jackie Slight. Uh, we have Joel and Terry coming on soon. Um, yeah. all, uh, these people that laid the foundation for us, and we're just trying to take this conversation and give it to you guys. Uh, uh, photographer, we have Levi Walker on yeah. talking about, like, what should your pictures look like? What should your headshot? What should you... Uh, things like that. And so I encourage you, I don't mean this out of vanity, but I mean out of you trying to learn and get information, give it oh, a yeah, listen. Yeah, the guests have like amazing, amazing it's stuff to say. It's not us, it's them. Listen yeah, to like, them. I, 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 like, I will be, my mind will be blown. I'm like, yes, and I literally can take what they say and I put it in my pocket and it's, there's always more to learn. Like, you, you won't hit 25 and be like, okay, I'm good. Like, it's going to be like continuous. But yeah, I would definitely go, go back and listen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I know like we were talking about this, financially it can be hard to be like a dancer and move out places and get these jobs. So unless you have like a super supportive family that's, you know, willing mm -hmm. to put in all that money, like how are you getting paid without having like another side job? Is it a decent amount? Sell your kidney. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. 
For me, I, I, I love teaching, so I'm lucky I can, that's pretty much my uh, source of income if things are ever slow. And um, with dance team stuff, I set, I'll set choreography on dance teams too. So like a lot of choreography, choreography is where a lot of money is and it's great because it will it could allow you to like spend a week on a job and do that and then like maybe you can have a week to to rest and and what so I'm very lucky to have to have that so that has always kind of been my um side thing if you will mm-hmm. yeah yeah um I for me I got into group fitness and I've always had a passion for like teaching I love teaching dance um but I also, I, I wanted something else that would benefit me down the road. And I've always, for myself, enjoyed like Pilates, fitness, wellness. Um, and I was like, ooh, that would be something that would be parallel dance. Um, that even if I'm not dancing, I could still do this on the side. Um, and so I encourage you guys to find whatever that is. Maybe it goes along with dance. Probably smart if it does. But maybe it doesn't at all. And there's so many... Um, so many things you can do now. Uh, we, we have a friend that we had on a podcast that we were just talking about. She was like, I learned how to use Photoshop and I learned how to do web design and I yeah. learned how to do things that aren't necessarily going to be uh, uh, as taxing on your body too because trust me, there's times when like, the last oh, thing I want to yeah. do is tell people to do burpees right now. But um, so, so finding what works for you, maybe it is waiting and serving tables. I know a lot of people will do that or they'll bartend or they'll do something. Um, the only thing that is tough with that is that is something that if you have a side job that's not flexible and doesn't understand dance, then it's, you struggle with maybe not being able to go to auditions and not being able to be as available. Whereas a lot of dance studios, it's like, hey, sorry, I have this audition. They're like, totally, go. I, I understand yeah. I get that. Um, so I, I, I wish I had a, a more exact answer for you. But just finding something, um, something that, that, that's, is that can work with your your passion, your career. Because what you want to do is dance. You want to dance, I think. And uh, not sacrificing that, but still, it is, it's expensive to be a dancer. And it's, it's finding something that can bridge the gap in between those, those gigs and bookings. And a great thing to do is also like office manager or working the desk at a dance studio because then a lot of times you can get free studio space. And you also can market yourself to give private lessons. Because private lessons is an hour where you can... People will pay you just their rate to get one-on-one training, too. So even if you start, you don't have to be like, okay, I'm charging $100 an hour. Like, start, you can start small and then grow from there and see and talk, you know, uh, one-on-one with whoever you're giving privates to. Like, oh, how can I be better? And, like, if they're down to kind of, you know, uh, help you as a teacher and getting that off the ground is also a great way to make good money that it wouldn't be like a $14 an hour thing. It could be, it could be more than that, but working at a desk is great. And working at a studio, I think, I think is a great option for having studio space. If you like to choreograph, then you have that space to go do that. And I think you you can sub whenever you need to. And even starting out small, if you have to teach little three-year-olds or five-year-olds, it's still a job that's like involved in what you love. So I think a lot of times with dance and side gigs, you have to be creative and be like, okay, how, what, what are all the aspects of dance that I can, like, put my hand in and maybe can come back to me later? Working yeah. for a dance competition is good, too. Dance I competition, know a lot of yeah. Do that. Fantastic. You know, it's not as glamorous. You know, you're working backstage wrangling, you know, 25, 7-year-olds yeah. to maybe I'm a star. But still, it pays the bills. But yeah, it, it pays well. And you're working on the weekends. You're working, like, a Thursday through Sunday thing. And, mm-hmm. and you have that rest of the week probably off. That is, yeah, amazing, amazing idea. Thank you. Yeah. I hate that we ended on that. I'm like, save your money. No. No, but so, an amazing it, job today, everybody. Amazing you job. Stunning. And just, yeah, don't, 
don't ever lose you. You fell in love with this art form for a reason, and don't, it's scary. It's, I don't want to say it's scary, but it's daunting. The, the options are limitless, and that can either be inspiring or it can push you away. So let it inspire you, and if you ever get to the point where you're like, why am I doing this? Remember your why. You've, you're doing this because you love it, because it brings you joy. It's creative. It's expressive. And trust the process. You know, you're going to get there. 18-year-old me wanted every answer, too. But naturally, opportunities present themselves, but it all comes from your love of what you're doing and being authentic to who you are. Yes. Everything else falls into place. Yes. I'll end on that note. Yes! Yeah. 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 Love it. Is it lunchtime? Thank you. Uh, Oh, just kidding. Great. Amazing. Thank you, guys. And seriously, find us on social media. Hit us up. We're resources for you guys. Yeah, check it out. Spotify. Available on all streaming platforms.